What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Diary of an Empath. Okay, so I'm back with another solo episode, and I've gotten a lot of requests on attachment styles. However, I want to talk about the one that we don't often talk about, which is disorganized attachment. So if you're listening and you're like, what is attachment style? I don't know what that is. So essentially, when we are kids, we form these attachments with our caregivers. And depending how our caregivers show us love or don't show us love or the inconsistencies with their love, it can manifest into how we see relationships as adults. And so those patterns of emotional responses formed in childhood influence how we relate to others in adulthood. And I think there's a lot floating online, especially when it comes to anxious attachment. And that's the typical feeling anxious when your partner leaves or when they're not calling you or, hey, they didn't text me. You know, those types of things we hear all the time on, especially on TikTok and, you know, Instagram. And for the longest time, I thought personally that in my 20s, especially, I personally had more of an anxious attachment. And for those of you that have listened to my show, you've heard me say it. But the more that I started researching on disorganized attachment, it's like, oh, shit, that's me. I have more of a disorganized attachment and it's like the light bulb went off. So I want to talk about the one that's not talked about frequently. Disorganized attachment style, it's a combination of the anxious and the avoidant. So the anxious is going to feel more anxious, especially in situations where their partner or somebody in their life maybe leaves or the fear that they won't return or the fear that they haven't called back. Oh my God, they're going to abandon me. Whereas somebody who's more avoidant, they may crave the relationship, but it kind of freaks them out. So they tend to go further away the closer that they get with somebody even to go so far as they may completely lose the relationship or not want to be in the relationship as a result. And their caregivers or their relationships with their caregivers might have looked differently. But disorganized attachment, it's an insecure attachment style characterized by a lack of consistent strategies for coping with stress and comfort. So with the disorganized, it's a little bit of a mix between the anxious and the avoidant. So someone like me, for example. So even though I'm more secure now, going through my 30s, I definitely had more of a mixed disorganized attachment. So I had a little bit of the anxious and the avoidant. So as much as I craved intimacy and wanting to be around my partner a lot and wanting that closeness with somebody, it also freaked me the fuck out. Like it's, it's that fear of rejection. It's that fear of what if they hurt me and I'm just going to disassociate or leave before they can. And it almost created this inability to get too close to somebody because of that fear of being hurt. Now, you may tend to see that somebody leans more on the avoidant or leans more on the anxious side. Like me, I definitely leaned more on the anxious side with avoidant tendencies, but I was a mix of both hands down. So if you have a disorganized attachment style in your childhood, there may have been a lot of inconsistencies with your caregiver. So for example, looking back at my childhood with my mom, my mom's love was very inconsistent and very confusing. And as a kid, I didn't know what that looked like. I just thought that's what love is. This is normal. I didn't know if she was going to be in a good mood. I didn't know she was going to be in a bad mood. I didn't know if 
there was going to be a fight that broke out, meaning she was raging, she's pissed off at me, or I get love, or maybe she takes me shopping. So that inconsistency was there. And then there were times when my mom wasn't around. She had to work. She was in a relationship, or she moved and then came back, or she dropped me off with family, and I lived with them for a few months. There was so much confusion in terms of what consistent love looked like. And so if you have an insecure a disorganized attachment style, you may have had that inconsistency from your caregiver when you were young. And so that confusion can take part. And sometimes it can also manifest if you are a younger child and that inconsistency may look like you parenting the parent, them depending on you to emotionally regulate them. And as a child, not only is that not your responsibility, but you don't understand the concepts of how that's supposed to work your brain isn't even fully developed to fully grasp what that looks like. And so as you get older, that confusion in relationships is going to come out because you had that same inconsistency when you were a young child. Parents or caregivers in disorganized attachment situations can be unpredictable, frightening, or caregiving figures who are themselves struggling with their emotions or unresolved traumas whether it's borderline personality disorders, generational trauma. Some of us had parents that weren't parented themselves, whether it's war or parents of immigrants or kids of immigrants. There's so many things that can cause a parent not to have the full equipped tools that they need in order to be a functional, good, healthy parent. It's not like today where we have so many resources that are at our disposal for free. We can literally Google resources on how to be a better parent, resources on how to overcome trauma, resources on how to overcome generational trauma. How can I up my finances? They didn't have these resources for them. It was harder for our parents and their parents. And I'm not condoning trauma. I'm not condoning people being shitty parents. But we have it a little bit easier because it's easier for us to be able to heal we have more education and we have more tools in our toolbox to be better parents than our parents were to us. And so if we are children that have this disorganized attachment, we may find ourselves caught between seeking comfort from the caregivers and then also feeling afraid of them. So as a kid, if you don't know whether to be scared of mom or dad or your caregiver or to be scared shitless because you don't know how they're going to react today, that's that's confusing. It is absolutely confusing for a child and young adult to go through their entire childhood not knowing if they're going to get love or if they're going to get their ass beat that day. And it's not always physical abuse. Sometimes confusion can look like withdrawal. Sometimes confusion can look like yelling. Sometimes confusion can look like absence. You know, in some parents, they had to work two, three four jobs even, and they weren't able to be fully present. And that can be confusing as a child as well, especially for the parents who they had to work hard for what they had. Like my mom, she always had two jobs and I never really got help financially in any way. Not like how I give my kid. And it was kind of like, well, I had to work for it. You should be working your ass too. And so don't get me wrong. I'm extremely independent a lot of reasons because of the fact that I didn't have a choice but to be independent because I had no one to depend on. At the same time, 
I don't want my daughter to struggle with that. I don't want her struggling to get her first car or to have to join the military because she has no other options. And so sometimes when we have a lack of parental supervision and parents who are actively involved in our lives, that can lead to confusion, especially when it's kind of this love that's being taken and given away, dangling the carrot and being taken away. It could be very confusing for a child going through that, and it can directly correlate and impact our relationships as an adult. Disorganized attachment can lead to challenges in our adult relationships, and it often manifests in the same way that we had with our caretakers, that push-pull mentality. So we may tend to seek out relationships that have high highs and low lows or that has a lot of that push-pull mentality all in or all out. And sometimes we can be very ambivalent and as much as we may want the relationship, we may also be really scared to fully commit to one as well. And individuals that have a disorganized attachment, they may struggle to regulate emotions. So you may find, I know this was me, relationships consumed my every being of my body, mind, and soul. It completely consumed me. So if I was having issues in a relationship, it's all I can think about. It would literally, I would ruminate about it all day long until I got the comfort of like, okay, everything's okay. It was that fear of abandonment and rejection. But then when everything was okay, I wasn't fully okay because I didn't feel safe. As much as I wanted to be in the relationship, I equally wanted to leave the relationship so there was no equilibrium for me in any of my relationships growing up. And so you may find kind of like that push-pull mentality, especially if you had a push-pull with your caretakers. I mean, it's only normal and natural that if that's what you learned and were familiar with, we seek out what's familiar, especially in relationships. So how do we reorganize the disorganized attachment? That's like the key question, right? Okay, so if I have a disorganized attachment style what do I do about it? And the good news is you can 100%, 1000% go from a disorganized attachment style to a more secure attachment style. It's just about learning and having tools in your toolbox and knowing what those triggers are. The first thing is know the triggers and the signs. So we may sometimes have difficulty trusting. I mean, especially if Think about it. When you're a kid and the parent's in and out or the parent is inconsistent or the caretaker is inconsistent, how can you trust that this parent is going to show up for me? Now, mind you, unconsciously, right? Because as a kid, we're not thinking about those things, but you don't have consistency. So where's the trust? You can't trust that your caretaker, your, your mom or dad, whoever is going to be there for you and is going to show you love consistently. So in relationships as an adult, you may not understand or know how to fully trust that that person is going to be consistent. Emotional regulation. Emotional regulation is going to be difficult when you have an insecure attachment style. It's, it can feel overwhelming when there's a fear of abandonment or even overwhelming when you're constantly in a relationship or there's a lot of high highs. It may feel like too much. That fear of abandonment is going to be a huge trigger for you. What if this person leaves me? What if this person doesn't want to be with me? What if this person is changing their mind? And then most importantly, do you have a history of unstable relationships? Because if you've gone through your adult life with 
relationships that were toxic, relationships that were high highs and low lows, relationships that were kind of all over the place. These are signs that you might have a disorganized attachment style. So difficulty trusting others, struggles with emotional regulation, fear of abandonment, and a history of unstable relationships. Now, I'm not saying that this is the end all be all because there's a lot of other things that could be going on and have these same similar attributes and characteristics in relationships. But these are just some of the signs to look out for and ask yourself when you're trying to figure out your attachment style. Did you guys know that I'm not only a therapist, but I'm also a coach and a professional tarot reader? Now, it's not exactly me hovering over a crystal ball telling your future. It's a way to connect with your guides on life issues such as career and love and spirituality. And sometimes people need one-on-one -on -one coaching to help them through breakups, toxic relationships, healing the mother wound, their spiritual path, or navigating tools as an empath. So I do all of these things to help my clients pursue life Life and decisions and understand themselves. So if you are interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching or a tarot reading, click the link below to get started. Okay, back to the podcast. Now, self-awareness and seeking professional help for your growth is of the utmost importance. I always recommend the book Attached because I just think that educating yourself on your attachment style and knowing what type of attachment style to seek when it comes to a partner is extremely important for you. And that's how you're going to go from going to a more disorganized attachment to a more secure attachment. So how do we heal and grow? So knowing and just having the awareness that, hey, I, you know what, I have more of a disorganized attachment, it's going to be crucial for your healing and your development when it comes to healthier relationship patterns. So if you know that you have a hard time trusting others, this may be an area to say, okay, well, what does trust look like for me? What do I need in order to establish trust? That might look like time. I may need to take my time getting into a relationship. Maybe in the past, I went into relationships way too quickly. I need to take my time and go slower because that's how I establish trust. Or maybe trust looks like being consistent and my partner showing up for me every day or verbal affirmations or showing up in ways that are important to me. That is how I establish trust. So get really familiar with what trust looks like to you. When you're starting to feel that emotional, overwhelming feeling, the first thing is breathe. Just never, never text and never make decisions while you're in the middle of an emotional crisis unless it's to seek help. Because you texting your partner or the person you're dating while you are literally emotionally overwhelmed is never a good idea. You're not going to be able to think straight. Give yourself a second to calm down. Take a few deep breaths. Write it down if you have to. Write it down. Write it out. Say everything that you want to say. Give it some time, a couple hours. Go back if you still want to send it. If you still want to have that conversation, have it. But give yourself the ability to just kind of come back to an equilibrium. And then ask yourself, what's the evidence behind why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling? Because if you're emotionally unregulated because that person is not showing up for you, okay, rightfully so. You want a partner that is consistent and this person is not being consistent. Therefore, I'm being triggered. I feel like this person might abandon me or may hurt me because there's something in my body that feels unsafe. My nervous system is going off. My alarm bells are ringing because this person may hurt me. And you may very well be feeling these feelings, rightfully so. 
So take a look at that. But also you may be in situations sometimes where your alarm bells are ringing when they don't need to be ringing because sometimes our nervous system doesn't quite know how to shut off. We have to teach it to. So if we're with a secure partner who maybe doesn't need to call every day, or maybe they're not calling every hour, it doesn't necessarily mean that they don't want to be with you. It doesn't necessarily mean that they are abandoning you. So we have to ask the question, what evidence do I have with how I'm feeling? What's the evidence behind it? So that's why I'm saying if you start to feel overwhelmed, take a second, breathe, write it out, come back to it. Most importantly, call a friend. If you are in therapy, talk through it with your therapist or your coach, spiritual guidance. If you have a spiritual coach that you're working with, these are all resources that you can have to take these tools out of your toolbox and use when you're feeling these emotional dysregulations. I also want to point out that a lot of people with disorganized attachment or who are more dismissive, we tend to be like, okay, I, I can do it myself because you had to do it so much on your own when you were a kid, especially if the caretaker was gone a lot, if you had mom that was working or, you know, one of the caretakers that weren't there all the time, or maybe mom was a single mom and they had to work. If you were always the person to get things done on your own, and now you're going in through life, you may say like, I'll just do it on my own. I like my alone time. And can that be introversion? Sure. But sometimes it is literally our attachment styles that we have just been groomed with since we were a child because we had no choice but to be independent when we were a kid. So that independence comes out in relationships. And so we can tend to be self-reliant, sometimes even avoidant, avoiding conflict. Like I'm just not even going to deal with this. And that's not always the healthiest because sweeping things under a rug doesn't address things, right? But then if you're dealing with also being anxious and avoidant at the same time, it's like not only do you not want to deal with conflict, but then you have these like buildup of emotions that literally can consume you. And so it can be self-sabotaging in, in many ways. If you're a kid and you're turning to your parents or your caregivers for safety and security and comfort, but they're the cause of the safety, security, and discomfort that you're feeling, that's going to cause a lot of confusion. A part of you wants to be close to them. They're your parents. They're your role models. But then another part of you is relieved when they leave, especially if there's trauma and abuse involved. So that is why it's so pertinent when you go into adult relationships to understand how these attachment styles can form in your adult relationships, because that literally can look like, I want to be with you. I want a relationship with you, but it freaks me the fuck out because I'm afraid you're going to reject me because that's what my parents did to me. So just knowing and understanding if your parents or your caregivers were unpredictable and unreliable, this may look the same in your adult relationships. However, you can change this. You do not have to repeat the cycles and this does not have to manifest who you are. This doesn't have to manifest into your relationships. So striving to be a more secure attacher may be okay with having some space from your partner, but also being okay with having that closeness and that intimacy. So I hope that this gave you guys a little bit of an understanding of what disorganized attachment may look like. And I always encourage everyone to go get the book attached because it's an amazing, amazing book. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Diary of an Empath and see you next time.